Welcome to the Guys Drinking Tea Podcast. If that sounds like a casual conversation to you, then you're absolutely right. We decided to start this podcast because, frankly, we just love talking about the scriptures and exploring how they interact with our everyday lives. These are the kind of conversations we were having in the hallway anyway every week, so we decided to turn on a camera and a microphone and let you listen in. If this content's helpful to you, then we would greatly appreciate it if you leave us a review in your podcast service, hop over on YouTube, subscribe to us there, like, comment, share with friends, all of those things. Without any further ado, let's dive into another sometimes meandering conversation about the scriptures and life. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for inviting me, by the way. Yeah, we'll have to figure this out to be a little bit more easy to work with, but yeah. I had meetings all morning and I was working on all of it yesterday. So I'm going to shut the door and we're going to dive right in. Super. Is this uh, is this the rambling one or is this the like concise one? Oh, uh, we're not doing the concise one anymore. Wait, no, people didn't like the concise one. No, it's not that they didn't like it. They probably no. preferred it actually. Okay, and we're just giving them what we want to give. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, sort of the purpose of this uh, time is just to discuss the previous week's sermon, and then specifically the ideas that are found in that sermon, and then um, to ask the question what. What got cut? Mm. Are there things that I are resonating in your soul more? Or um, yeah, we all talk about these messages as well. So things that we even talked mm. about behind closed doors as we were yeah. planning, prepping. Um, and then just reminders specifically that would, of things that were already spoken. So, and I'm going to pull up real quick here. This is the beauty of live. Sorry. This is the beauty of live. You get to see everything what an adventure there we go well look at that see now we get to see that i'm that not even so in the shot you know. ah. all right now let's relax there we all have tea i've i've actually have hot chocolate because it was so nice and snowy out i was like i'm just yeah I'm supposed to be doing whole 30 though so let's that's, that's not tell anyone and now you're telling web. everyone live yeah, now i'm telling the thousands of people that are tuning in yeah and now it's frozen <laughs> hopefully it's not frozen online it might be. How would we know? <laughs> we won't know for two You need minutes. a new computer? No, it's not that. It's just, uh, yeah, the delay system. We'll have to do this broadcast differently next week. So, all right. So, Yvonne, you preached on Sunday, which is why I did. she's our, our guest yeah. on this show. This what was the passage? What was the passage? Yeah, should we're... Shall I read it? Go for it. We're Lord's in prayer. the Lord's Prayer. Continuing in after our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I seem to remember I said to you, which of the weeks would you like to do on the Lord's Prayer? And you were like, that one. Yes. And then as you got closer, there was like, not hesitation, but like, wow. I just had so many wow, questions yeah. for God. <laughs> Where am I going? I, honestly, in the prep of this, my head went to so many theoretical hypothetical questions for god about heaven and about how his his realm of heaven works how it functions and i got lost in researching angelology and demonology wow. and <laughs> i thought oh my goodness i even built this entire chart 
where I was just thinking about all the angles that I could take for this kingdom message. And I put, you know, your kingdom come in the middle of it. And I was like, okay, Bible teacher Yvonne wants to talk about kingdom and wants to talk about all these things. And I, you know, map like mapped it out. And then I was like, well, my like Splunkna professional in me who does healing prayer and works it with spiritual warfare wants to talk about all these things. And then just me and Yvonne and all of my personal questions wants to talk about you know, how the order of the universe is and talk mm. about space and all kinds of things. And I think you mentioned all these and I said, please be Bible teacher, Yvonne. <laughs> no, I finally said, okay, Pastor Yvonne needs, Pastor Yvonne, needs yeah, to think about it in the context of this prayer. Mm. And since we were talking about what to say when we pray, I felt like we needed to emphasize what is it that we really mean by on earth as it is in heaven and praying your kingdom come. So that's where I landed, even though my brain's been all over the place. All right. So on that subject, part of the reason you were venturing into all of these ethereal ideas is specifically because of the word heaven. Yeah, right? exactly. Because maybe our perception of what heaven is um, from culture or historical teaching mm. or things you've heard from different sermons may not be the fullest expression of what the Bible means when we see. Yeah. And maybe that's why Luke cuts heaven from his version of the prayer. He's like, this is going to send you on down a bunch of rabbit trails. We're just going to hold this at your kingdom come. Your will be done. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Like maybe our conscious sort of where we have the idea of heaven in our brain. Certainly, I would guess not what Matthew thought about when he wrote this down. When he said, "Let's talk about heaven in that respect," I don't know if he was going quite where we so were going. Maybe. What do you think he's talking about? That may be. If I'm preached on it, yeah, I don't. I no, shouldn't have to answer anything. I just, yeah. What do you think? Well, so so it seems to me like he's trying to he's trying to talk about different spatial, like a, a spatial reality and an earthly reality, mm -hmm. right? So he's like, in all the ways that that's just and wonderful and what God wants. Yeah. Help us to bring that here. I don't know that he's thinking much about other clouds, other harps, other gates, all of those different <laughs> things, as much as there is a place where justice reigns and we live in a place where justice doesn't reign. There's a place where shalom reigns and we could get into what that word means. And, mm -hmm. and there's a place on earth where we see it not reigning or not lived out. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could bring that down? Mm. God, wouldn't you step in in some way into this world and just please do something? That feels like some of the heartbeat of the prayer. Mm -hmm. And that feels like where you went like in the, in the bigger story of like mm -hmm. you started from the beginning of the story. Uh, this has been a thing we've been waiting for for a while. Right. Um, right. And I think for me, my understanding of heaven was that it just like that we were designed for heaven. Mm. Um, and that even when I go to funerals or I hear about people talking about their ideas of heaven being this paradise in the skies and sort of out of body kind of experience. But really, I think um, I love how N.T. Wright puts it that like heaven is great, but it's not the end of the world. Mm. The that there we were created with earthy material and we were created for the realm of earth. Mm. And so I'm I'm super fascinated by the interactions between the heavenly realm and the earthly realm 
But I've just been reminded in this series about the kingdom is that we were created for this realm Mm. and created to exist in kind of earthy matter and that that was intentional. We weren't created for heaven. We were created for earth. What do you guys think of All that? Right, so, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. So I think we just stated that there's a heavenly realm and an earthly realm. And that idea in and of itself may be new for some people. Right? Yeah. Like, um, so the, the language you're using there is around like almost like different dimensions. There's like an earth space and a heavenly space. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going quantum physics with this. I can no. feel it. No, you're not. Yeah, I felt like you were going to, I just know you. I'm oh, just I like, could. so yeah, there's, I feel like we're one step away from quarks and something like that. <laughs> oh, we could go there, but not in a 30 minute live stream. Um, but that's a new idea. Yeah. I think a lot of us think that heaven's this, maybe it is a different, realm but Mm -hmm. it's like a very specific place maybe with a fence around it and we all go into this city and Mm -hmm. then that's it Mm -hmm. in the clouds well i think that you know in the scriptures it seems like the the free flow of god's authoritative influence and power and authority works very freely within heaven his presence is there and so we get this idea that if his presence is there and if it's functioning with the a free flow um, then like we associate that with just being in the presence of God. And I think that there must have been some more connection between heaven and earth in the space of Eden, because it seemed like there was more free flow of God's interaction and his presence in Eden. And yet once sin enters the earthly realm, there becomes separation. There's this having to exit the Garden of Eden and there's literally huge angels with swords that are guarding it. And they're not allowed to enter into that kind of free flow of God's authoritative Mm. reign. So. Okay. So what do do we mean when we say we're going to go to heaven when we die? Well, that, I, I always think that's fascinating when you think about Revelation 21, 22, this last book of the Bible, this almost like full of all this different imagery. And then there's this moment at the end where it says, I saw a new heavens and a new earth. And then the kingdom of God came down. The new Jerusalem comes down to earth. And it, and it says now that the, the home of God is with men, not the home of men is with God. It's like the language is very particular about mm. uh, it, it's it's earth based and, and I, uh, without getting like super Greeky, uh, I'm not sure. Can you get Greek? <laughs> Can you get I don't Greek-y? know. I don't know. I'm going to get Greeky for a second. Um, the, I'm not sure the new language is as good as renewed. In actual fact, in a lot of headers in Bible, it'll say heaven and earth renewed. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of Jewish people would have struggled with the idea that God was just going to destroy the world one day, that it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, okay. You could be technical and say when he, after the flood, he said, I'll never destroy the earth again. You could be technical and say like, well, he only said by flood, but for a Jewish person to picture God sort of like covering his mouth with his hand and be like, yeah, but there's plenty of other ways to destroy the world. You wait and see mm-hmm. would have been really problematic. Um, and so I think that there is still an earthly base to that eventually. Mm-hmm. And I wonder whether that's not harder to believe at times. Totally. Like, like it's quite, quite easy to believe the some, like some part of you goes off to some spatial 
heaven or, or not even really spatial, like some invisible quantum physics quarky heaven um that you, that you can disappear off to mm. but the idea that no it's resurrection it's this earth it's this earth renewed and made healthy mm. that's almost harder to believe at times but that might be where the bible goes at the end of the story yeah so i guess the question that's lingering mm -hmm. so we said what do we mean when we say because i have family members who died and mm. gone away Mm -hmm. folks who are watching me mm -hmm. so when we say that and then you're like wait 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 my framework is all changing first of all part of the reason that's the case is because we get a lot of our ideas about heaven from hollywood mm. we get a lot of our ideas of heaven from um renaissance paintings mm. and yeah yeah art sure. and stuff and so if if you're shaking right now and you're like, wait a second, they're shifting categories and I'm mm. not sure. That is actually part of why it was a challenge for Yvonne to preach this is because we, it, a lot of our natural frameworks for what we think heaven is going to be like, what it looks like, and this perception that we're going to be there mm -hmm. forever mm -hmm. is not necessarily the, what the scriptures teach. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. actually that there's a restoration of heaven and earth Mm -hmm. and, and it seems like Paul's Paul's language at one point is um, you can't imagine it. I mean, that's almost exactly what he says. Like, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has in store for those that lo love him. Mm -hmm. There's like, there's a, he almost says, you know what? I could try and, and it, it would just, it would get weird. Um, yeah. And, and I, I wonder whether that, when I think about my relationship with my kids and what it means to call God father, when I say to my kids, we're going somewhere, really at the age they are now their their, their sort of understanding of that is will you be there um and if i'm like yes i'll be there they're like good fine not fast where are we going Gigi will come and collect firewood with me she doesn't care like she'll do mm. anything that i'm doing and it seems like somewhere that that translates to we don't know a lot about the definition of the place when when revelation talks about things like pearls and like stones being used to make gates is it literal? I would guess probably not, but it's giving pictures of of of, of something that is is beyond our conception to live in now. Mm. And so somewhere it's 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 good because we'll be with him. Um, and maybe that's the thing we most need to know. I don't know. Yeah, so, I think there's definitely okay. the fact that we will be in God's presence, and I think that that's what many of us hold on to when we have loved ones pass away. And they know the Lord and they want to be with the Lord. And so there is, there's a hope that, that there is being in the presence of God. And we might just call that heaven um, because that's what we think it's beyond us in some way. So we just use that word to talk about that person being in a place where God's presence flows and, and, and it's full of love mm -hmm. and they, they feel comforted and compassion. Hmm. And yet, I don't think that that's where we end up. Um, and the fact that there is revelation at the end of our scriptures that says that there will be a new heaven and a new earth, a renewal of, of this earthy realm. Um, and even Jesus having a resurrected body, the fact that we have a king, uh, Jesus, King Jesus, who has a resurrected body. He's still in some type of three-dimensional form, mm. even with its crazy 
nuances of being able to maybe go through walls or Mm -hmm. show up in different places, there is something still earthy about it, even though it is also heavenly. Um, So I still am very convinced that we're we're made for earth and Mm. there's purpose here. And and based on who God has made each of us to be now isn't going to just automatically change when we get to heaven. Um, we get to still maintain our identity in Christ mm-hmm. and we get to be used in a way that makes us feel like we have purpose mm-hmm. and, and life and we're, we're building, we're creative, we have challenge. And so I look forward to the new earth maybe mm. more than I do going to heaven. And there's that, I, I love that moment with Paul when he talks about, you know, it seems like the question for this church in Thessaloniki is what happens to the the people that have already died. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. gives this great picture of Jesus yeah. coming to earth again. And he's like, oh, and all those people that are coming with him. Like, it's yeah. like, you can see it like this, this mass of people that have been somewhere, yeah. but they're very present still which is i mean it's such a great image which is actually one of the things we're going to be in a few months we'll be celebrating easter mm. resurrection and i think one of the moments when easter meant the most to me was when i started to realize this isn't just a celebration of christ's resurrection mm. way back then it says that he's the firstborn of creation he sort of led the charge of resurrection yeah, yeah. amen but in reality the end game is that we all too will rise because of his resurrection. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so the, to go back to the question of where's my loved one? Well, there is this, uh, this idea that Paul teaches that to be absent from the body is totally. to be present with the Lord. Yes. So there is this heavenly space in spirit in stuff mm-hmm. that's sort of uh, where they are, but they will rise mm-hmm. and walk this earth yeah. again yeah. or yes. some expression of this, earthiness again and so maybe to do a quick flyover of what sort of the entire scriptures teach about this space and heavenly space is the garden was this perfect mixture where heaven and earth were like fully combined then the fall happens there's the separation of heaven space and earth space and then god's been trying to bring that back and then in revelation we see it we're basically going back to the garden, folks. Like we're that song we sang a few weeks ago, and he walks with me and he talks me talks with me and he tells me I'm in home in the garden, you know. Yeah, that's the end game. There's yeah. this earth space and heaven space fully combined, and there's a resurrection of all who've gone before mm-hmm. in the Lord. That's kind of a cool idea. But it's and I love it. it's not even just a garden, right? It's now a city. There's yeah. like this shift of like, you know, it started in a garden. It ends in a city, but those mm. are are similar in lots of ways. You've got two people and in a garden, and and you think about like how we feel about the, the little piece of property we get to own and like care yeah. for and stuff, and that's wonderful. But what's like lots of gardens and lots of homes put together where you end up with a city, and it feels mm. like somewhere that language changes almost intentionally. Um, mm. It doesn't say that that God is now back in a garden. It now is is there in the middle of a city. Um, mm-hmm. And there's not just two people. There's there's lots of people. Right. Um, right. That's awesome. All right. So, question for you, Vaughn. Okay. Um, one, could you just give us a really brief summary of the ideas that you 
Like when you were preparing this message, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh Lord, please help this idea not just come out of my mouth, but just sink deep and help people remember. So what's that like takeaway? Just, you know, we're in the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. If they forgot, what was that thing in your heart? Yeah, I think as I read this prayer of Jesus and think about him saying, this is, this is how we're to pray for God's name to be hallowed, his kingdom to come and his will to be done. The fact that God by sake of his name has the kingship already. And we can say that your kingdom come is like our heart to unify heaven and earth, allowing God's king, king reign, kingship, and his reign to flow freely on earth as it flows freely in heaven. And, and that takes us also cooperating with this kingdom so that those of us who claim Christ as our king, we might flow freely uh, with him. And I think there's this invitation to cooperating. And that's why my big idea of the sermon was really, we have to say yes Mm. to the king by joining him in our commission and walking in submission. So what I mean by that is that when we say yes to the king and we want to join his his family, be adopted into his inheriting family of his kingship. Really, we have to say, yeah, we're, we're going to be the people that you made us to be. And we're going to walk knowing that you're king and, and in unity with that. And that's what submission is really in walking in unity with how he's designed us and in obedience to him in the way that he's designed the world to work. That's awesome. Is there, so maybe this is a question for either of you. Is there um, maybe a, an additional takeaway that we could offer people midweek? So that was a reminder of a sort of an overview of your message, but maybe something from what was cut or you didn't get a chance to preach this one. So maybe there's a nugget that, is burning in your heart um, from that particular phrase in the Lord's prayer. Is there something you'd want to add to that or a nuance to it? Oh man, that that doesn't take away from the, the, the great nugget Yvonne gave us. I don't know. Cause it is, it is that spotting where kingdom work needs to be done and realizing you're a participant. And I think where, where the, the prayer starts to get interesting is when we're now going to move to the, three petitions, the three things that Jesus says, ask your father for these things. The the thing that keeps coming back to me is, are they part of the kingdom coming? Like, what does it look like to ask for your daily bread? And how does other people's daily bread affect your daily bread? All those different like interrelations. That's you next know. week. You're exactly, jumping, that's what I'm saying. But the it, it, like, it's like, we'll talk about that. Next I think, week. I think eventually we'll reflect back <laughs> on, on like the kingdom coming saying that's all part of it the kingdom works on these principles and anytime you're you're encouraging or bringing life to kingdom principles you're doing the work of the kingdom so almost like the message is look for any way you can get involved in the kingdom and get involved in it don't be on the sidelines it's fourth quarter we got to follow jesus like fourth and one it's two minutes left well i don't know yeah football analogy (laughs) (laughs) nice all right yeah 
maybe I'll leave you with a little bit of a question. I wish we could had time. I don't know. Maybe these episodes need to be way longer because we could ramble like this for ages. But um, a different question is why should we participate in the kingdom now? If he's like, what did, how are we moving the ball actually down the field? If he's going to just renew it and blast yeah, it yeah, and I'm it's going to yeah. be fully set up anyway shouldn't we just be yeah surviving? he's just gonna do like a barry sanders thing and just run the ball to the end just, zone just like let it yeah yeah so like why is there today invitation does our work today spill into that new heavens and new earth maybe it's a question that you can just ponder and you guys can ask later i don't know i mean if we're so excited about the kingdom I think the outpouring of that is that we would want to have more people a part of that kingdom mm-hmm. and we would want the enemy's kingdom and to leave, to be pushed back. And I think there's a part of maybe, you know, something that I didn't necessarily get into as a part of our commission as, as earthly, like our commission in Eden was to rule. And I think that there's a part of us that wants to take dominion. It's a part of our God-likeness. And with that, Jesus says when he leaves, he says, you know, I'm going to give you authority that I have through my connection, through the Holy Spirit, to the Father, to, to, the, to the whole Godhead. Um, he walks in submission to that Father and he walks in the Spirit like energized and and on commit on his commission right he says that he does he's come to do the will of the father who sent him and that he he walks in alignment empowered by the spirit and he gives us that same authority so his disciples then follow with that same authority to take over dominion to take over our our original commission i think and we get to participate in that. And the more that we participate that in that, then we're inviting more people into that kingdom. We are pushing back darkness and telling the enemy that he doesn't have rights over those that have the blood of the lamb. And, and we can step into those spaces so that heaven will look different. I mean, heaven on earth, um, you know, our eternity, that's what I mean, will look different because there will be more people involved and, and more dominion taken for his kingdom. Or worse still, cultivate is really seems to be the message of that. Like we mm. were gardeners and it was like we forgot we were gardeners. And, and Jesus almost says, no, no, you're still gardeners. So for me, when I worked on a golf course, like I had a picture in my head what it should all look like. And I got very frustrated when it didn't look like that picture. When, when the grass was too long in a certain way, it wasn't cut with the right striping and all of those different things. And I couldn't help but get involved in, in, in making it right. And it's almost like on a much grander level, God says to us, no, you're still gardeners. Like, how should this look? Uh, now you can't help but get to work. So it's almost like Jesus is saying, be so transformed and so aware of your role, you can't help but work at it. Um, mm. And it was what we're made for. Yeah. So it's an invitation into exactly. being what we were designed be to be. Be more fully human. Yeah. Okay. Any final words for everyone? We've been going around 30 Be more minutes. fully human. <laughs> be more fully human. Mic drop. 
Anything else, Yvonne? I like I have twelve more questions. I mean, work. I mean, it was so hard uh, to People narrow down even what passages to pull out from the kingdom because literally you open up the scriptures and kingdom theme is in every book um, in some way and especially in the New Testament. So, gosh, go after seeking after the kingdom and may his righteousness, you know, may you find the way that he's aligned the world so that you can walk in that righteousness. I feel yeah. like we didn't even get onto what does the kingdom look like. Really? I know like we didn't even like talk about like justice and like all those different elements of like what it feels like. And maybe we just need to keep talking. People can just turn us up. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm fine with that. I mean, I think that that's a a really significant um, and important part of when we say, "Lord, let your kingdom come." What are we actually asking for? We're asking for very specific set of different cultural rules, different, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Do, you want, do we want to, why don't you give us the short version? What is the well, kingdom, just, when it's fully inaugurated, it's going to be full of? Well, I mean, Jesus' favorite image for the kingdom seems to be a party. Like, mm -hmm. he, that's the one he keeps coming back to. He's like, kingdom of heaven is like a banquet. It's like a banquet that everyone's invited to. And, and so for a Jewish person listening, that instant image was one of 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 great food and great wine and great company and a thing that went on into the night and just was full of celebration and joy mm -hmm. um, that you didn't want to leave uh, and so that seems to be his favorite image that he lands on the kingdom of god is a party um which is kind of compelling uh, i like that yeah but as yeah we could yeah again we could talk about so many so good all right now we're just bouncing from idea to idea, but we'll cut it off there, and we get we get to keep talking about this a lot in the future because the scriptures are just yeah. chocked full of ideas. Next week we're doing daily bread. Up. I'm just going to bring bread and slice it up. Sounds good. All right, now I have to shut this off, and you'll get to watch. Well, thanks again for listening, and we hope that that was a helpful conversation for you. We'd love to interact with you about this. So feel free to leave comments, questions, all that sort of thing. And we'll try our best to get back to you when we can. Have a great day.